When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Love What Matters presents Your Story is a production of Love What Matters and iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Colin Balf, founder and CEO of Love What Matters, and welcome to Love What Matters presents Your Story. Each week, we'll hear an incredible story of compassion, kindness, and above all, love. One of my things is that we just should be kind people and animals, no matter what they look like, no matter what they don't look like. And I think that Animals have big feelings, and so do people. And so even if animals can't quite understand every word that's being said, they understand tones and they understand feelings of what people are feeling. They're they're very sensitive to what people feel. And so I think kindness matters for animals and people. Today's story is about Crystal, a woman who wasn't really planning on adopting a pet until she met a very special dog named Dixie and instantly recognized her as her cosmic companion. Together, Dixie and Crystal remind us to embrace and celebrate the things that make us unique and how important it is to be welcoming and kind to those who are different than us. My name is Crystal Hodges, and I am 28 years old, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Crystal and her husband had just moved to Nashville. They had just finished the paperwork on their brand new home. Crystal decided to waste some time by going to play with dogs at a local animal shelter. Little did she know she was about to meet a pup who would capture her heart. I just decided to look at dogs thinking, I'm not going to get a dog. I'm just going to look and, you know, see what dogs are out there right now. And I just remember walking through and I saw Dixie. I saw her expressive eyes and I thought, wow, like this is a dog. And I just remember taking her outside and playing with her for like an hour because I just had that much time. And um, I remember texting my husband videos of her and saying like, I found the perfect dog, like This is a dog that, like, I think you would love. And I just fell in love with this dog. He, I think, was kind of jealous that he couldn't be there with me and he had to be at work. And so that was part of the early part of the day. And I remember, like, even asking for, like, a hold on the dog. And the lady, as, like, I asked for help with her, she came up. And right around the time that I noticed that she had extra, um, it's called a dew claw. I've learned that recently. But it's, like, extra claws on the back paw. As I started to notice it in my mind, I thought, oh, cool, she has what's a body difference like I do because I have a birthmark on my face. The lady noticed around the same time, and she bent down and looked at the dog and said, aw, you're such a freak of nature. And it was downhill from there. <laughs> Dixie's physical differences resonated with Crystal. And hearing the shelter worker poke fun at the dog didn't go over very well with her. It made Crystal reflect on her own experiences of prejudice she became even more interested in taking Dixie home. Yeah, it was like a what-the-heck moment of, like, my downward spiral of, like, why would she say that? And, like, you have a customer right here who obviously has a body difference, and what do you think of customers who come in who have body differences, and what are you thinking of me? And, like, my whole, like, ranting in my head but not saying it out loud (laughs) kind of moment. And if you're passionate about animals, why would you talk about your passion and animals like that? Because she was a volunteer. She wasn't someone being paid to be there. And so it was just that mentality of like, I was processing what I just heard. 
Here's the thing. Crystal has a visible body difference of her own. I get what is called to be called a freak or other names. Like, you know what? I can offer a safe place where she won't be called names and won't be called a freak. And also, like, who doesn't love dog? We just love animals. And so there was just a mixture of reasons. And she has also had, like, big eyes and, like, eyes with feelings in them. Very distinctive eyes. And so it just, there was a connection there, too. And in a second, we've got so much more. We'll be right back after a quick break. I'm Colin Balf. Welcome back to Love What Matters. Even though Crystal felt an instant connection with Dixie, she still had to consider the logistics of adopting a dog and still had to consult with her husband, Richard. So I'm always one of those people who like are tempted to take home an animal every time I go. But it was one of those things where I kind of knew we needed to get home into the new home and get settled a little bit before we took home an animal. And so like there was the adult side of me that was like, no, we need to wait. I'm just going to look and like get that need out of me to like just be around an animal because we had been renting for a few months and just get just get that side of me out. But then there was a side of me that was like, I just really want a dog. Like, we have the house. Like, why not? And she'd only been in the shelter for a couple of days, and she just looked really confused. And she looked like she had the sense of needing to belong and wanting somewhere to call home. And my husband and I, in this new transition of calling this new city our home, were looking for that too. And so we're like, you know what? Like, we can offer this dog a home. We can offer her a sense of belonging. Creating an environment of belonging was deeply important to Crystal, especially because she'd experienced lots of alienation and judgment in her life based on her appearance. I have a port wine stain birthmark that covers nearly half of my face. I have had what are called laser treatments on my face, and this birthmark is purple in nature, but when I have these treatments, it gets extra purple. And in my journey, I've shared about life with a facial difference. The, the struggles and the realities, but also the joys that I have found, the lessons I've learned. And I've shared about them openly. I've shared about them on my Facebook page, on my blog, on Instagram. And I never really thought much about it. I just shared my photos because for me, my face is normal. It's my everyday. And one day I logged on to Facebook and my friend in Alabama had sent me a Facebook message saying, hey, I saw your photo in my newsfeed. And I said, what are you talking about? Because I hadn't, I hadn't posted a photo that day. I hadn't posted a selfie. I hadn't posted anything, really. And I clicked on what she had sent me. And in this link was my photo and someone else's logo in the bottom right-hand corner and the text, one like equals beautiful. And a lot of people think, well, isn't that a positive compliment? Isn't that a great thing? At the end of the day, I feel like I was turned into a sympathy cause because... If you look at the photos around mine, it was premature babies, kids with cancer, other people with physical differences, and we were being used as clickbait things to get people towards that person's uh, Facebook page. And I just feel like I shouldn't have to be turned into a Facebook post to be validating my beauty. Like, I already know my worth. I already know my beauty. And it shouldn't be assumed that I don't know that I'm beautiful because I look different than everybody else. I shouldn't have to have people tell me I'm beautiful because there shouldn't be the assumption that people with physical differences aren't beautiful. And so I was trying to a sympathy cause and then I was cyber bullied because of it with millions of people, millions of comments or thousands of comments anyway. And I went viral to 30 million people around the world um, in that one post. 
More on Love What Matters right after a quick break. I'm Colin Balf. Welcome back to Love What Matters. So when Crystal heard the shelter volunteer call Dixie a freak, just because she was a little different, it set off a lot of alarms. She began to think about the consequences of that kind of language and how hurtful and demeaning it can be for a person to hear those snap judgments. But also, like, what if somebody had come in to get the dog and they didn't have an obvious physical difference that they were feeling insecure about? Like their birthmark was under their shirt or on their leg covered by jeans. And they didn't feel comfortable going out in a swimsuit. Because so often I read about people who have birthmarks or something else on their leg and they haven't gone out in a swimsuit since they were a child because of severe bullying. And what if she had made that kind of comment and she had no idea. Like she knew I had a birthmark on my face because it was a cold day and on cold days my birthmark is really purple. So what if she had no idea this person had something on their leg and was preventing them from feeling secure enough to go out in a swimsuit and enjoying summertime? Or what if, like, a child had gone in to get this dog and she, that child heard this woman say this statement about this dog and from then on out this child associated something different about a body being a freak of nature, which then made my job as an advocate, like, going to that child's school, like, that child sitting in that audience thinking, oh, that speaker that writer is a freak of nature and that child already had a wall up at a young age and I have to break down that wall even harder and so there were just a lot of layers for me when I heard that comment that day about a dog even though it was just a dog there were a lot of layers still Crystal was determined to make a responsible decision about when and how to adopt Dixie so she waited I kind of knew in that moment but At the same time, I didn't want to take her home without my husband meeting her because, you know, it's a new house and I didn't think that was fair to my husband to bring home a dog and not have him meet her and make sure like he liked her too. I told him later that like I just wanted to take her home and he said, well, why didn't you? You should have brought her home. And so basically telling me like, You could have brought her home and I would have been okay with it. Like, I would have understood that scenario. So the next morning we got up, which was a Saturday, and animal shelters on Saturdays is like a super chaotic, busy time. And we went back and Dixie actually had a hold on her from somebody. And that person wasn't there yet, but they had an appointment like, I don't know, 30 minutes out or something. And so they said, well, you know what? That person has an appointment with her. And why don't you play with her until that person comes? And so we were outside playing with her and playing with her and playing with her, and that person never came. And so they said, you know what? They didn't come. You get to take her home. Next thing I knew, we were adopting her, and she was in our car, and then at our house, and we got to love on her and spend time with her and train her, and just she got to be ours. Dixie was a breath of fresh air in Crystal and Richard's new home. Life is just more energetic and more fun. She keeps us on our toes. There's just extra energy in the house with a dog, someone to play with and cuddle with. And you know that there's someone there always excited to welcome you when you walk through the door and excited and thrilled to see you. And so it's just fun to have a dog. I think it's one of my favorite things in life is to have a dog in the home. Although Crystal and Richard loved Dixie, their home ended up being a bit too small for a pup bursting with so much energy in life. And at the end of the day, they wanted to do what was best for Dixie. So we actually, in the end, had to rehome her, sadly, 
because she just needed more room to run and play. It ended up being, she kept jumping our fence. We really loved her and it was actually a really emotional situation because we didn't want to. And so at the time we had two dogs and we still have one, but we had to rehome her because she just kept jumping our fence and we're right across the street from a busy street and from a school. And we tried all sorts of methods, talked to a dog trainer, everything. But because she was a red healer and she just has so much energy, and even though we did brain games and the whole thing for dogs, we just decided she needed to go to someone who had like lots of acreage. And ever since then, and we stay in touch with the people who have her, like we like did this interview process and I wrote up this whole profile for my dog, like she was on a dating app or something. But we stay in touch with them and she's loving it. Like they have a kid who runs like a mile or two a day. And she gets to play with chickens and like run. And and so it's really fun staying in touch with these, with this family who gets to love on her. And they've offered for us to go play, have play dates with her with the other dog that we've had. And they knew each other um, when we had both of them. Dixie went from being labeled a freak just because of a small body difference to being adored by two loving families, all due to Crystal's compassion. Their story reinforces how important it is to be open-minded and empathetic and to not be turned off by the things that make us unique. Dixie may be different, but she's loving life and using her extra claws to open Christmas presents, chase after chickens, and run around in wide open fields. It's not the ending we expected, but in the end, it's a better ending for Dixie. Thanks for listening today. I hope you heard something that inspires and empowers you. For more stories like this one, check out lovewhatmatters.com. This podcast is a production of Love What Matters and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Colin Balf. The Love What Matters Presents Your Story podcast is produced by Miranda Hawkins and me and mixed by Josh Thane. Emily Marinoff is our engineer and Aaron Kaufman is our editor. Editorial oversight by Miranda Hawkins and me with help from Emily Marinoff and Juliet Muller. Special thanks to Nikki Etor, Kevin Balf, Chris Balf, Wilson Garrett, Red Seat Ventures, and Craig Kitchen. You can find more inspiring stories at lovewhatmatters.com. We'll see you next week.